morning, everyone. Welcome to twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads. Before I start, before I jump into anything, how is the audio? Um, the Streamlabs has a thing where it shits the itself. Oh. Uh, just tested it for myself. It sounds fine. We'll carry on. Anyway, good morning. Good morning. How is everyone? I was just saying the Streamlabs shits itself and I didn't want to start and then have to jump off and leave you all hanging for 30 seconds, especially if you're listening on the audio podcast. It's a little bit later on. And you're just like, what the fuck is this? But anyway, that's fine. And now you sat there thinking, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so fuck, I'm damned if I do, damned yeah. if I don't. Uh, but anyway, my name is Graham Day. This man is Bib. And uh, obviously you guys already know because you're here. We are Ice Cream Uploads and this is the scoop, your daily dose of news from the world of video games and beyond. And some may say the UK's number one video game podcast. We might be those some, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, anyway, thank you for joining us all here this 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 lovely morning. It's actually 10 a.m.-ish. It's actually 10 a.m.-ish. I mean, we were live by like... 10 past 10 or something like that. What the hell? Wow. Incredible. Uh, school has a lot to answer for. I know, I know. Um, so anyway, we are live on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads. Uh, if you are watching or listening on demand later on, we go live each and every single week there at 10 a.m.-ish uh, to give you our thoughts and impressions on the biggest, the best, and the breaking stories from the world of video games. And we want your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions. So if you are live here with us in the chat on Twitch, then please feel free to get involved. And it's important that you do because we turn this into a, a live, not live, uh, an on-demand, should, should I say, oh my God, I can't even speak. We turn this into <laughs> an on-demand uh, piece of content that people can con uh, can digest either live on demand um, on YouTube or live audio on demand. Uh, it's not live. It's not live. I'm, that's the point I'm trying to get across. Anyway, we turn this into a YouTube video and uh, an audio podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud and Google Play. So if you are live in the chat, please feel free to get involved on behalf of everyone that is listening later on but doesn't have a voice. You have a voice. Make sure you use it. Anyway, babe, good morning. How's things? Hello. Yeah, good, man. Good, 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 good. What about you? Uh... I'm not too... Oh, we've oh, got mega long messages. I'll come back to those shortly. Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad, not too bad. Good. Um, I've just got messages regarding... We are trying to get extra sources. So we, we, we always upgrade our channel. One thing that you'll see on Ice Cream Uploads is that particularly if you watch the intro video, the next time we go live, if you get in early enough to see the intro video, look at some of the clips and look at our setup. It's very different to what it is now. Not just the fact that obviously I'm at home and Bibbs is at home right now because of COVID and we have a studio that we're not in, but like look at the on stream graphics. Um, they've definitely got better. We're on like, I don't know, version six or seven or something like that of ice cream uploads. So we gradually make changes. Anyway, we're in the process of adding more. Um, you won't mm -hmm. often see us go, oh, boom, reskin the channel. We just, we just add extra things. Anyway, we're currently in the process of getting some audio bits. Um, so I've just got an absolute message and a half on, on what we can and can't do with those audio bits. So I will come back to that shortly. Anyway, I just thought I'd give you a little bit of an update. But anyway, uh, let's jump into the chat. Mr. Dad and Lad Gaming has used one of our exclusive subscriber remotes that has an audio cue and it sounds a little bit like this. We just become best friends. Yep. <laughs> as, as soon as I said it, <laughs> as soon as I said it, anyone listening on demand would have just got absolutely uh, trolled by Merriman. Good morning, uh, Merriman. Uh, hey, Mero. Uh, he's just dropped a follow. Uh, so when I said it sounds a little bit like this, it just went, did we just become best friends? Yep. I was like, that's not what it sounds <laughs> exactly like. What it sounds like. It's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. Uh, but anyway, good morning, Mero. How's things, dude? Long time no speak. I say long time no speak. I don't know if I've spoken to you on Twitch. So first time speak. This location, anyway, how's things? Mr. Fish! Uh, good morning. How's things, Fish? 
Hello. Tickle as well. Welcome back. Welcome back, dude. Welcome back. Thank you again uh, for the uh, the host and the bits yesterday. Much appreciated. Bits, isn't it? Oh, and Mike with bits. 500 bits as well. It's Craigasmed all oh, over the Twitch stuff. chat. This is this is what we'd like to see. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Um. So yeah, nice. That's nice. That, that's that. Five hundred bits will play for, uh, pay for the uh, for the new audio bits that we're adding to the channel eventually. It's going to be a while off yet. You, we won't tell you when it's coming. You will just notice that things are a little bit different uh, when it happens. Hey, Mero, who's partnered but doesn't know why he's partnered and deletes the tweets. <laughs> <laughs> How's things, mate? You all right? Uh, morning, Mike. Morning, morning, morning. So we have a few stories to jump through today. Um, for those of you, obviously, I've mentioned it. I've gone through the intro already. This is the scoop. We bring you um, up to date with everything that's happened in the world of video games in the last 24 hours-ish. Uh, well, at least what we can fit in an hour or so anyway. Um, so let's jump into the news. The first story um, is relevant because we've just had Gamescom. Obviously, we've just had opening night live on the channel. But the first story written by Dom Pepiat. Hello, Dom Pepiat. I don't know if you featured you on. I see you. Uh, I see you scoot before anyway, but anyway, welcome Don Pepe up from VG247, who says Gamescom 2021 will be a physical and digital hybrid, uh, hybrid event. Next year's Gamescom will take place in both the real and virtual worlds after the success of this year's Gamescom, which attracted over 10 million viewers. Obviously, the majority of those were on Twitch.tv forward slash Ashcream. Look forward to the scoop, uh, the live opening and live watch along. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I mean, so if, <laughs> you, you guys get your own numbers as well. It's fine. It's whatever. Anyway, after the success of this year's Gamescom, which attracted over 10 million viewers over the course of the event, the organisers of the event have chosen to make next year's event available online too, which would absolutely be a no-brainer at this point in time. Uh, in my opinion, but moving ahead, it says Gamescom will return to Cologne in 2021. It will be paired with an online presence similar to this year's to try and reach the same number of international viewers it achieved in 2020. A quote within the article says, uh, with Gamescom 2020, we have created a fully-fledged global event that's brought the games industry together, said Gerald Bose, uh, President and Chief Executive Officer of the Pearl Nessa. Uh, we are very pleased with how well the digital concept was accepted this year. At the same time, we take the community feedback very seriously, saying that celebrating, playing and sharing emotions together on the site uh, on site makes Gamescom so very special. That's why we're already looking forward to being able to offer a complete Gamescom experience here in Cologne and on the internet again. Typically, the event in Cologne attracts enthusiasts and in industry professionals, including Vivian Graham, from roughly 100 countries. Oh, I didn't actually mention the, uh, the Vivian Graham bit. Sorry, just, just adding my own bits in there. Oh. <laughs> um, but the online nature of this year's show brought in viewers from over 180 nations around the world. And it stands to reason that Köln Messer and Game, uh, the German Games Industry Association, are keen to keep that focus on internationality a key factor in the show's future. In 2021, if the COVID-19 pandemic doesn't see another significant spike gamescom will take place from wednesday august 25th until sunday august 29th in cologne and online yeah. Bib, yeah as a man yes that has yeah. mooched through the cone messer uh, had to fight through yep. the hordes of sweat um uh i've got a question for you first before i give mine because oh. i'm not too sure so i'm gonna volley it right back at you Opening night live, Volley. I know that's always been a thing. <laughs> Volley, I know that's always been a thing, but has it always been streamed? Um, it's 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 not so much always been a thing. Um, it's only two years in, I believe. Mm. I th as far as I'm aware, the first one was last year, but it uh, but it was streamed last year, and obviously was streamed this year. I don't think they did opening night live. They they had Gamescom conferences, 
So in 2015, I think, maybe? Yeah. Um, I think that was potentially the last one where they had the PlayStation conference um, where Kojima got on stage to talk about Metal Gear and then yep. kind of went, PT! Is out now! Da-da! And everyone went and played PT. Um, so that was the thing. That's how it kind of operated back then. They didn't have Opening Night Live then. I'm fairly sure Opening Night Live started last year. Um, so yeah, it has always been streamed, but it's not always been there. So see, yeah. I think the opening night live, I'm getting it mixed up with something else because I know pretty much I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say for a fact that IGN and GameSpot on the opening night, it may not have been called opening night, but on the first day there when it was only media allowed before all the public allowed in, they used to do live streams from inside like a glass booth. Oh, um, you, you do you. Ooh. Okay, that my title doesn't fit. Gamescom 2021 will be physical and D, and then digital is outside <laughs> of the bubble. Fact. So, I don't know whether or not Gamescom themselves kind of took the idea and ran with it themselves to do like a big stage presentation. But from IGN's and Gamespot's point of view, they obviously because they're there a day before, they can get all the hot scoops and deliver that in a nice little package for people live on Twitch or live on YouTube or whatever platform it is. Um, but in terms of a stage show, yeah, I agree. It obviously, it was only a couple of years ago that, that Gamescom decided to make it a big event to be streamed. But in, I think this is the only way that they can go forward anyway, uh, not having people going. Because for me, Gamescom, E3 was always amazing in terms of this is where you're going to hear about games first. But Gamescom, for me, in my head, even before I got... Uh, to Germany to go there and experience it for myself was always a place where people would write reviews of first plays that they've had with uh, the game, whether or not it be a demo or they're able to get in and behind closed doors, play 45 minutes of a game uh, and then be able to tell people about it. Um, so uh, having a hybrid event to give everyone at home the experience that we had this year, it wasn't a bad experience. It was just for me, I don't think they had as hard hitting game presentations or big games that they wanted to show off as they would have done maybe previously or the fact that a lot of games have been delayed this year due to people having to work from home and things like that may have skewed uh, screwed up their uh, timeline of releasing information or gameplay of certain games. So I think this year is kind of a mismatch. I think they've done the best with what they've able to do. Obviously, E3 couldn't even get over the starting line, let alone uh, even consider something like this. So I like the fact that Gamescom have rolled with the punches, made a made an event, and then thought actually this really works. People enjoy it. We got a lot of good feedback. Let's do it again next year times two. Get people back in, do what they need to do. Get the journalists to do what they need to do in terms of coming in, uh, previewing events, doing live streams from booths or whatever, uh, and then get back to a little bit of normality. Especially when it comes to video games, we're very precious. Uh, I mean, just going to any kind of social media, you'll see people uh, either loving or throwing shade, or hating certain games uh, that they are franchised with, shall we say. So we as gamers are very fickle in terms of stuff like that, but in getting in and picking up a controller, getting to experience it for yourself, Gamescom for me, there is nowhere better to be able to do it. No, I agree. I agree. Um, E3 had an interesting way of writing it, um, which always sounded kind of like, oh, yeah, well, it's because you have to. That E3 wrote... They want to find new and innovative ways to interact with audiences or something along those lines. And you're just kind of thinking, whenever I read that from E3 and the ESA, I'm thinking, yeah, you want to find new and innovative ways of interacting with audiences. Because you've done fucked up so many times, um, you kind of have to find new and innovative ways to make people care and want to go. Mm -hmm. 
But the point underlying that, when I get rid of my uh, stroppiness about having my information leaked online because fuckers um, and whatever, when I get past that, um, they didn't actually leak my information. By the way, I'm just saying, you know, just I'm just I'm just stropping on behalf of everyone else. Um, when I get past that, it's 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 very valid. Games conferences, games expos um, are based on a past principle. The principle is we're all in the room, we're all sharing news, and you're consuming the news that we are telling to you. This is a presentation, not not a celebration. It's 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 a TV show. It's non-interactive, um, mm. but obviously. Games conferences have gone from being sales conferences with with men in crap oversized brown suits in a hotel like presentation suite somewhere in downtown LA to huge expos. Um, so now it's it's how can we make these interactive and they are more interactive. That's why you'll see when you when Bethesda's on on screen you'll get hashtag BE3 uh, for Bethesda E3 as that's on screen. You'll get the, the hashtags for each individual games. They'll be like the, the demo is for you to uh, live for you to play right now and and make sure you check out our Twitch channel to be, to be involved in drops and stuff whilst we're on stream and all that sort of stuff. The events themselves have become interactive because they realise yeah fair enough. There's there's a lot of people at the show um, that are important as well for the games industry so you'll get journalists you'll get um uh content creators you'll get fans that are all there that those people are going to play those people are going to share messages and they're going to influence uh the rest of the world on their opinions in terms of if there's a new uh marvel game i've just looked down because i've just seen thor my, my placemat just next to me so, so if there's a new marvel game um come in then all these people at the event will take it in they will play it and they will pass their thoughts and impressions and everyone else around the world will either buy it or not based on that so rather than it just being a case of okay we'll tell we'll tell the people here we'll tell everyone else games and technology evolved to the point where everyone can get involved but it's taken covid to kind of push it to the next step things have taken the next step but like baby steps we've we've got conferences that um we can find out the news and then we can see the video conferences live. Uh, oh no, we can see the video conferences put online and now we can watch the video conferences live. And now we can watch the video conferences live and interact with the stream and, and you can post stuff in chat or on Twitch and then it shows up on the stream and you're like, mm. directly. But now it's getting to the point where they realize, actually, do you know what? It doesn't even, the, the majority of the focus isn't even offline. It is online. Yeah, we're doing these conferences offline. That's just a geological anchor of this is where it's taking place. But that's that's a drop in the ocean. Like three hundred thousand people go to Gamescom, which makes it the biggest games event in Europe. But ten million people watched online. Three hundred thousand versus ten million. Okay, yeah, all right, and great. That's wonderful. Ten million online watching these events. That will cost a drop in the ocean of what it costs to to speak to the three hundred thousand people as well. So, yeah, it, it's. I'm not saying that online is, is the only way. There is definitely, definitely positivity and, and uh, there's yeah. a lot about having the physical events, but it's it's good that the online presence has kind of stepped forward and they realised that, actually, do you know what? Having studios and capturing content and having live streamed uh, content gives us ways to, no well, to play conversation. I was going to say gives us a way to speak directly to our audiences all the time, but it, it, gives, it gives audiences a way to speak back to you to have that two-way dialogue. Um, so yeah, Gamescom were, were a step ahead this year in terms of E3 were like, yeah, we're going to have the event. Yeah, and it's like, mate, there's literally hundreds of thousands of people around the world getting infected 
thousands of people are dying from this virus. It's fine. We're still going to have E3. And it's like, honestly, you're not. No, we're going to have E3. And then five minutes later, it's, oh, shit. No, we're not going to have E3. Um, we assumed that we were going to have E3, so we don't have any other plans. See you next year. Whereas Gamescom were like, okay, well, I know we've got a few extra months, but but yeah, we'll, we'll just get... We'll scrap Gamescom. I think did Gamescom even postpone Gamescom before E3 postponed E3, despite being months later? I think they did. I could be wrong. Mm. Um, but even they still, did it a couple of months in advance. Yeah, but I just wondered. Like, I know Gamescom should have been August. E3 should have been June. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I, I could I could be wrong in my head. I was thinking that that Gamescom came out with the message of Gamescom is not going to be happening this year before E3 did, but I might be wrong on that one. I'm probably wrong, actually, the more I think about it. But even still, there wasn't much time between it. Gamescom were decisive. Boom, it's not happening, but we will have something else. We don't know what, but we will have something else. E3 were like almost head in the sand. Nope, it's fine. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, shit, it's not happened. Okay, we've not got anything else planned because we just were so steadfast on it happening. I don't know. So Gamescom were a step ahead this year already. So that going into next year, the fact that they're already having plans for physical stuff, you can guarantee that someone somewhere will be planning like a, a good, better, best sort of like scenario. If if yeah. COVID is gone, we'll have the good show. No, the, the best show. If COVID is still here, but we have to have restrictions, we'll have not the best, but a better option. Um, and if COVID is here um, so so we can do the bare minimum, well, we'll have a good show. These are our plans for it. And if COVID allows none of that, we still have the digital option too. So you guarantee Gamescom will be going with that sort of thing. Whereas it, E3 clearly didn't have that same sort of approach. So Gamescom being physical and digital, best of both worlds. That's, that's good for me. That's good for me. Just just give us a bit more of the online shows, like Bib said. I think that will be a big thing as well, though. I mean, the, Gamescom's weakness <clears throat> is E3 um, in terms of scheduling. E3 got the best part of the year. Being in June, that's that's mm-hmm. um, June and July is where you tend to get your retail opportunities, and, and that's where that's where E three came from. Retail, um, trying to market messages to retailers, um, to people in the industry that want to buy your stock to put into their stores. So Bibby is Warner Brothers is just about to sell his new Batman game called Bibman. Um, he <laughs> that, that, that is a game that needs to be made, by the way. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Bibby's trying to flog copies of Bibman to all of the retailers. He invites Argos and Game and Walmart and everyone to this this hotel in LA, which is a nice place to invite people. So you know they're probably going to buy a bit more just being invited to LA. So he brings them to LA, presents this game. They all go, "This looks really good. I will buy seventy-two bajillion copies of Bibman to sell in my stores, please." That's kind of where it came from, and that June and July period is where most of that stuff happens. Um, I think Argos has a, an industry event called Christmas in July or something like that, where they basically invite everyone in and show them all the products that they will be selling for Christmas in July so that people know, oh, okay, we'll buy that stock and we'll put in your ad- advertisement, we'll be in your catalogue. and So all that happens then. Gamescom kind of happens a little bit too late being end of August because you don't have as long to build up for Christmas. You're not the start of the build-up campaign. You're only a couple of months beforehand. Um but if they can do the physical and the digital stuff very, very well, I think that you'll start to see brands, rather than spaffing out the messages at E3, they'll start to go, okay, well, we'll start so we'll start stuff at E3, but we'll save the, the, the fuck me moments, the fuck me moments. We'll save them for August because Gamescom, you know, they nailed it last year. Their online stuff could have had a bit more oomph. They needed a killer message, and we could be that killer message. And then if if 
Bibman and his marketing team are wanting to have their killer message at Gamescom. Um, and then in the, in the room next door, you've got Graham and his team trying to sell Graham Knights. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll sell it. We need Bibman and the Graham Knights, not Gotham Knights and Batman. <laughs> Bibman and... Yes, that's it. That's the plan. So, yeah, uh, it could be. It could be. It could be. I'm Obviously, there's a lot of hearsay in that, but, yeah. Breaking it down, having a physical and a digital hybrid event absolutely makes sense. Even without COVID, just, just generally makes sense. It'll be good if they could actually partner up with the likes of PlayStation, Microsoft, and Steam, though, because we've obviously had Steam uh, Summer Games Festival this year where they're given the ability to everyone to download uh, a shit ton of demos for to be able to enjoy at home. Obviously, I love going to events because I like the fact that I can, one, network, two, get to obviously meet people uh, either for the first time um, or some people I've not seen for ages, especially like our PES events. Um, that we've hosted and obviously I've been a part of before that as part of a community member going down seeing your mates that you don't that you probably get to see once a year um, but you speak to all year online and the thirdly getting to experience and play these new games whether or not it's the next day of coming online and talking about uh, the games that we've played um, or just featuring gameplay uh, that we've been able to capture elsewhere so stuff like that I think is amazing um, but being able to have the demos played at your home so you don't have to avoid all the queues and waiting around like uh, <clears throat> EGX this year. Um, they had the Pokemon stall and it was like a two and a half hour queue to play Pokemon, even though it was coming out like two, three weeks later. I don't think I'm ever going to do that. If I'm being honest, I, mean, I, I ain't waiting around that long to be able to play a game. Nope. Not necessarily like Pokemon, but just any game in general, I ain't waiting around. I'm not spending the best part of my day queuing. I did that in America to go on theme park rides. I don't do that to play a game that I know I could just pick up later on down the line anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's stuff like that. It'd be great if they could get rid of it so you could play them at home like we did this year. Um, but yeah, if they can do that, fantastic. If they can't, oh well, let's see what EGX. <laughs> see, I don't think me and you are built as English people. English people love to queue. Um, I'm I'm absolutely not that. Like if I if I go to um, Orlando, Florida, and Disney World. I know that that I uh, can't even think of any rides now. Thunder Mountain or whatever it is, Space Mountain, that's the one. Um, mm. Space Mountain, I can't do that at home. So if I want to do it, I have to join the queue here. That's it. If I go to EGX um, or E3 or Gamescom um, and there's, once again, sticking with Marvel, the Marvel Avengers game. So this is last year, Marvel Avengers is there and I'm like, well, I'm going to try this. It's like, okay, um, it's say if, we, if we're there in June and it comes out in September, it's like, okay, I can stand here for three hours to get a chance to play it for 15 minutes, or I can just wait and I'll be able to do that at home. Um, I mean, I used to join those queues. I think working in the games industry kind of spoiled me as well a little bit because working in the games industry, having like uh, content creator slots or, or even just having friends that you know on other queues that can go, oh, you're working here and you've got meetings to be in so you don't have time to queue go on I'll, I'll shuffle you in that kind of stuff kind of ruined me as well so i'm like i don't queue anymore do you not know who i am this is this is great day from ice cream uploads um but uh yeah not it's not even the um the do you know who i am kind of thing it's just that i'm gonna have this in literal in literal what will be minutes of video game marketing timeline obviously months but but what feels like minutes i'm gonna have the full game in my hand and i'm not even gonna have time to play it then so so why am i gonna waste three hours in a queue to play it now um and a lot of people are like that um and a spare a, a thought for all of the parents as well because there's a lot of kids that goes to these events with with mum and or dad in tow um and mum and or dad just that must be the most caffeine any one person has ever drunk in their life mum 
I'm, I want to play Marvel's Avengers. The queue's three and a half hours. You go sit at that coffee shop. Mum's there after a seventh mocha chocolate locker like a latte decaf. Uh, saw your double whip not even decaf full calf because it's like three days into e3 or, or gamescom or whatever and she's on a 12th uh, shot and she's just there like shaking i can i can i can, I can see the game through the walls i've had that much coffee and it's fine you don't need to play it anymore um so yeah having it online having Got people spoiled at gamescom last year though you did like every time i thought i might yeah well all of us every time i thought oh we might need a drink or something like that go to asim's booth at the back <laughs> just go get a coffee or whatever it was from that little room that was quality <laughs> that's I was just, i'm not waiting up in that queue for like three hours to get like a bottle of coke or whatever it ain't happening get me oh. in that room over the back and get a coffee or a tea that wasn't asim's booth by the way asim was absolutely just like freeloading off of someone else's there it was like yeah 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 <laughs> absolutely working <laughs> just go over there yeah do you know her no i just go over and get yourself a coffee be all right don't worry about it Sorry, you're you're in LA. If you just walk up with an English accent, and think, oh, is it, he's hit. You know, is it, like, is it for the video games? It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. You just go. <laughs> Tallyho, love. Yes, just here for my old cup of cup of Joe. Yes, bloody hell. Uh, and she's like, oh, it's clearly you're not just going to have an English person wandering around the LA convention center for nothing. He's meant to be here. Uh, oh. Okay. Uh, it's just getting some nice messages from from the lovely people at Muscle Moose, guys. Oh, I don't know if you don't know if you're watching right now. Speaking of Muscle Moose, uh, if you keep seeing me, me nibble on something, um, I'm currently uh, helping myself to some beaver. Of the beaver bar variety, obviously from from uh, from MuscleMoose.co.uk, this is a white chocolate flavor beaver bar. So that's what I'm talking about. Sorry, I didn't re realise I was leaving a dramatic pause there and moving my eyebrows up and down at that convenient moment. Oh no, what are the chances? Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Anyway, anyway, that's enough. Uh, Gamescom 2021 will be a physical and digital hybrid show, so we will be able to go be at the show and, do you know what, spend hours and hours and hours just to move hundreds of feet uh, because the the convention is that busy but if you can't make it there because a lot of people can 10 million people so that's 9.7 million people um out of the 10 million people that would have been involved in gamescom this year 9.7 million people wouldn't have been at the show if 300,000 at the show 10 million online that's that's the overwhelming majority aren't, aren't able to go and the same thing will be able to uh will be happening next year so if mm -hmm. you can't go you can still take part online uh which is good to see nice to see the industry making Something good out of all of the shy that's come out of COVID-19. Let's learn, let's move forward, and let's do better. Um, speaking about learning and moving forward and doing better, maybe that's something that Nintendo need to keep in mind as we jump into our second news story of the day. As Tom Ivan for VGC says, Nintendo confirms that Mario 3D All-Stars will only be on sale until March the 21st. Both digital and physical versions are limited releases. Um... So Nintendo has confirmed that the newly announced Super Mario 3D All-Stars will only be on sale until March the 21st, uh, March 2021, should I say. Priced at 49.99, that's in pounds, uh, 3D All-Stars is set for release on September the 18th, uh, although only so many copies will, will be available in stores, while the digital version will be removed from sale after some six months. Uh, quote within the article says, the packaged version software is a limited time only production and the digital version will be a limited time only release until the end of March 2021, Nintendo said on Thursday. Uh, the games featured in the 3D All-Stars uh, All compilation, Super Mario 64, Sunshine and Galaxy, 
excuse me, are currently not available for legitimate purchase elsewhere. And it's not clear if Nintendo plans to make them available once the limited run ends. The Nintendo Switch online service currently gives subscribers access to a library of NES and SNES games for their monthly fee. However, games on more modern Nintendo consoles are not included. The platform holder announced several additional Mario games for Switch, ta uh, Switch today. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is an updated version of 2013's Wii U platformer, including yet-to-be-revealed additional content. Online battle game Super Mario Bros. 35 sees 35 players compete to be the last Mario standing, while Mario Kart Live Home Circuit allows players to race a real physical kart. Upgraded versions of Super Mario Bros., Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels, Super Mario Bros. 2, and Super Mario Bros. 3, there's a lot of Super Mario Bros. there, uh, are also available <laughs> via Super Mario, I've not said Super Mario enough yet, so are also available via Super Mario All-Stars on Nintendo Switch online today, while Game & Watch Super Mario Bros. is an upcoming collectible device featuring classic Mario games. So, mm. lots of Super Mario Bros. Um, mm -hmm. But... 3D All-Stars will only be on sale for a limited run, which is something that you're used to with physical versions, but what are your thoughts on Nintendo allowing a limited run on digital as well? Uh, this absolutely stinks of it. Uh, they need to get as much money this year as as possible. Do you know what I mean? Like At the end of the financial year, they're trying to get, get as much as they can before next year. Um, so this seems like they're clutching at straws to try and think of something very, very fast. And no, if they're saying it's a limited release, they know people are going to go out and go buy as, as soon as possible because they don't want to be the people that forget that that don't get a copy of it, especially a physical one. Because I know, like myself, there's people that collect games. Um, so having a 3D collector's edition of Super Mario is quite a big thing. Um, so yeah, having unlimited release i mean the digital stuff makes absolutely no sense to me uh, the only thing that i can think of is literally they need to try and make as much money between now and the end of the fiscal year um hence why the it's the 31st of march of any they could have picked any point next year for it to not be available after that date and they've chosen probably the last the, the last day of the tax year so to me it seems like a bit of a money grab from that but however the, the collection is dynamite i mean I'm a Mario All Stars fan. That's I think that was the first Mario game I played on my SNES. Uh, obviously, I played the original uh, Mario on my Game Boy, but on a, on a home console, I think Mario All Stars was the first one I actually had, or one that I can actually remember because uh, I was probably three or four at that time. And that's one that I used to when I've talked about on air. I used to complete it with my granddad. Um, so that's the one that stands out in my mind more than anything, and that's the one that I think's on Nintendo Switch uh, SNES. Uh, the the free ones, you know, where you can play like three games a month. I think that's the one that he was saying on there that is free, so that's even better. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a fantastic idea. There's a lot, there's a lot of games in that pack. There's a lot of games. I haven't seen how much it is yet. Have you? Say forty nine ninety nine. That's a great price, though. That's a great price for all of those games. See, I'm. Mm, see, I'm not as positive. <laughs> What's the name of that game? Yeah, no, I saw that. I was chuckling when uh, when you were reading it out. So I've put the discussing now. I originally had Super Mario Brothers and then in brackets repeat ad nauseum, but it didn't fit. <laughs> so I'll just put Super Mario Brothers in brackets repeat. <laughs> um, so yeah, Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 3D and Super Mario Brothers All Stars and Super Mario Brothers Galaxy and Super Mario Brothers 64 and Super Mario Brothers and all of the Super Mario Brothers um, are available. However, I'm not a fan of this this limited time thing, and I saw a lot of people kind of having the same opinion as me last night. I, 
Um, it was actually, we were sat on the couch um, and Danielle said that, I can't remember if it was like Super Mario World or maybe All Stars or whatever it was, is free uh, for anyone with an online account. Um, I was like, I'll have a look in that. So I opened up my phone and then I saw the news of Super Mario 3D All Stars um, being a limited run in terms of print. And I thought, you know, that's fine enough for me. I'm not I'm not bothered about that. Um, if, if it's only available for a limited time, it's the 35th year of the console, maybe they don't expect it to sell or maybe they do expect it to sell. Um, but by putting the limited emphasis on it makes everyone just go shit and buy it now. It's a good it's a good market move. So nice, nice. But limiting the digital copy, I'm not I'm not sold on that. I don't like that idea. I think that's a really poor move. Um because it's only available from Nintendo. It's not available from anywhere else, which we've already said is anti-consumer. That's locking down um sales to guarantee that you have all of the profit which only the consumers uh uh get negative from that so if you if you are the only place that sells it you monopolize the sale of your product uh, you monopolize the pricing of that product for no reason other than profit um only the customers will will suffer from that um so doing that and then having it available for a limited time it not only is it if you want it you have to buy it from us it's it's if you want it you have to buy it from us from our potentially inflated prices and if you want it you have to do it now it's 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 forcing hands and i'm not i'm not a fan of that i'm not a fan of that um, uh, Ad says, this got leaked a long time ago. I think Nintendo, however, will take the time limit away. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if it is marketing um, in terms of, oh, buy it now before it's gone, like the DFS sale that never ends. It ends Monday until, <laughs> until the new one that starts on Tuesday. <laughs> it could be yeah, that. Well, everyone said that about MFI. <laughs> but look where they are now. They don't even exist. <laughs> Um, so it could be that oh buy it before it's gone and then and then it'll be like oh Mario 3D All-Stars is gone um, but then from the 1st of April buy Mario 3 Dimensional All-Stars or something like that it's it's a completely different game <laughs> it's a last uh, to print money though but I mean Mario Odyssey and Mario Kart are still in the Nintendo charts to be sold at, and that this is what uh, 18 months after Odyssey and about three years after uh, Mario Kart, which, by the way, is a, a port over from the Nintendo Wii, just with a few extra things on top. So Mario games are always going to sell. So I don't. I, again, it it baffles me unless they're going to add something else to it. Like you said, they're going to tag on another two games later on down the line after conveniently the 31st of March next year um, when the new financial year starts. It's very odd. It's very odd. I, I don't understand the business decision, but hey, I'm not the one that's making them. So Yeah, the, the, the end of March, I mean, could just be a coincidence. It could be that they're counting the 35th anniversary um, internally to the 20th, uh, to the 20th, 25th, the 31st of March. So they're trying to hammer all sales in that for an internal thing. And if that is what it is, it's just a bit bizarre that it's so obvious from the outside that if, if you are trying to get your 35th anniversary in a full tax year, you don't kind of make it so obvious that that, that you oh we have to squash all of the sales in so therefore it, it yeah you know you can't buy it after that on the day that the books close <laughs> and it's like is that anything to do with your sales target no <laughs> no it, it, yeah it is but no um, I, mean, it, 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 I mean it could be it could be it looks like that if it isn't then it's just a just a bizarre de decision good morning mr tassim anvia um noted industry leaker uh, we just speaking about you I don't know if you're in a, here in a second ago we're telling bib that the uh, um the stand that you had at E3 last year uh, with your 
at, at Gamescom last year with your uh, sexy coffees and drinks and stuff um, wasn't actually your stand that you just kind of like stealthed your way into it. You know, you know what you like. You know what you like. Yeah, you know, dodgy bloke, dodgy bloke. Get shit done though, but dodgy. Yeah, yeah. We don't. No, we don't. Ad says he's pre-ordered it for twenty quid. Is that for reals on Amazon? Is it only twenty quid, or did you have to spend twenty quid as your pre-order deposit? What do you mean? Um, but but Asim says. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the limited release thing is odd, uh, mainly because they're hindering themselves with sales. Uh, Mario games sell no matter what, odd on so many levels. Exactly, exactly. That's what I mean. I mean, it's like Nintendo is, it ticks two boxes. It's collectible and it's current. People buy things because it's current. It's relevant. It's now. And people buy things because it's collectible. People obviously buy it for other reasons. These are just two two major reasons people buy video games because they want to add it to the collection. Um, or because it's the big thing and everyone's playing it now. And Mario ticks both of those boxes. So people buy it, always. That's why Mario stays at fucking 55 quid two years later on the Switch. And he's like, it's literally my alternate console. If I buy this game that's two years old, I could buy two brand new games on my better console. Better, obviously, air quotes there. Um, better console, like my better home console. I could buy two games for 55 quid, whereas I'm buying one on on this. And, and it holds the price. What the hell? So I, I don't get don't get what it is and it almost it just it's not it's anti-nintendo for a start like asim says uh odd on so many levels but it's the anti-consumer bit that this just seems to, to be oblivious 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 to is the okay we're forcing you to buy it from us and we're forcing you to buy it now as i mentioned before it's just it's just not good it's not good marketing it's, okay we've got a product that is limited what for we're not saying does it need to be limited? It doesn't appear like it does. So if there's a reason for it, we're not saying. The reason we're not saying it is because there isn't really a reason for it to be limited mm. digitally. It's, it's available. Unless, is it something to do with licenses? You've got to kind of feel that Nintendo owns Mario's licenses, so it can't be that surely, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, odd. It's odd. I like the fact that Nintendo are smashing shitloads of Mario content out. Like I say, I was always a Sonic kid rather than a Mario kid. Um, but... Um, Mario is such a huge brand for everything from from families to solo playthroughs to from kids to adults. Anyone can enjoy a game of Mario. So to to just put restrictions on it to force the hand of people feel is a move that is too heavy handed that Nintendo don't need to be. Excuse me, don't need to be doing. Excuse me. Um, for real, it was on Amazon for twenty nine pound four days ago. Uh, look on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, twenty pound actually. Uh, I saw it on Twitter a few days ago, so I looked and it was Amazon, so I pre-ordered it. Not sure if Amazon changed it now. However, they can't charge me more, so <laughs> no, but they can cancel your order. I've had that before, where I've pre-ordered at a much lower price. They just cancel your order because I've just gone onto Amazon now and it's fifty pound. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I, <laughs> I would expect them to cancel that because there is no way they're going to lose thirty pound on that, especially Nintendo. Um, it's not due, obviously not due out until September the 18th. So, I mean, I, I seen a lot of people kicking off yesterday at the fact that Super uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2 wasn't included on it. Um, but hey ho, Super Mario Galaxy 1's there. Fantastic game. Mr. Tarion Drake, thank you very much for the raid. Um, fuck it, do you know what? I know I was the one that plugged it in, but I love listening to that uh, raid jingle uh, drop in. But Mr. Tarion Drake, good morning or good evening. Good, very, very late evening for you guys. Thank e you very much for joining Hero. Um, Asim says, uh, yeah, they'll cancel that £20 order. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. says, the doorballs, <laughs> they better give me money, my money back then. Oh, they'll give you your money back. It's just that yeah, they, don't, they want you to oh, yeah. give them an extra 30 quid back when you go to buy it the next time. Uh, Pre-ordered mine from Shop 2, 42 quid. Need to play Galaxy again. See, I Galaxy is brilliant. 
I haven't that, played it. Today, yeah, yeah. I uh, can't believe in their Mario promo stuff they didn't end it with plumbing soon. <laughs> Belter of a game. I'm still interested to see how the motion controls are going to work on this with your Joy-Cons. Obviously, there is motion controls, but the point and click part of the Nintendo Wii is uh, interesting to see how that's going to translate to this. But, I mean, Super Mario 64 has been ported over to every single Nintendo console since it came out on the Nintendo 64, so that's absolutely no surprise. But the motion control <clears throat> of, um, of this is going to be very interesting. I do want to mention as well, anyone else in the games industry that wants their video games to be held up and wafted around, like, like maybe <laughs> our, our very own Debbie McGee, we can sort you out some very reasonable fees for that. So, yeah, do you know what? It's fine. We'll, yeah. we'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, um, Mr. Andrew says, "Hope you lads have a great stream. We always do. Thank you very much for adding to it. Much nice one, mate. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you caught it. Then Fish said, "Can't believe in their Mario promo stuff they didn't end with plumbing soon." I mean, that's why you should be working in marketing. Do you know what I mean? With stuff <laughs> like that, that's fantastic stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean. Actually, no, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. Fine, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for it. I mean, you could say you could say when it comes to plumbing puns, Mr. Fish is tapped in, tapped in. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It sounds like that one's gone down the pipe. You're driving me around the U bend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having that one. Uh, speaking of U bends. <laughs> I don't know how that links into the next article. I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> Uh, Mr. T, Mr. T says, "Love it." <laughs> uh, let's jump ahead. I don't, I don't have a two years link from a U bend. Um, but uh, next news article: PSN Essentials uh, picks include uh, loads of PS4 favorites for cheap. Uh, so the PSN Essential picks sale, should I say, it includes loads of PS4 favorites for cheap. So if you're looking for some games to play on the PS4, there is a sale ongoing now. This is written by James Picard for Eurogamer, and the tagline says, "FIFA 20 for four pounds." Days Gone for £13 and Horizon Zero oh, Dawn shit. for £10. And Bibby shit himself. Oh, why was that? Yeah, uh, because I haven't played Days Gone yet. Um, so that is something that I do want to pick up at some point. £13, that's a steal. Uh, so let's jump into the rest of the article. The PSN Essential Pick Sale is now underway over on the PSN store, featuring a handful of top PS4 games at some of their lowest prices yet. Just want to confirm for those wondering as well, uh, Bibman is not on sale in the PS4 Essential Pick Sale. <laughs> Uh, yet yet uh so having had a quick browse through their list uh through the list there are a decent number of must play current gen games in there for cheap consider it a good opportunity to catch up on any you've missed uh what with the ps5 release supposedly imminent uh, considering their popularity many should also be backwards compatible with the ps5 too let's start with a significant bargain fifa 20 for only four pounds and 19 pence uh, I get that most will want uh, to be up to date with FIFA 21 when it launches next month, but this is ridiculously cheap if you just want a quick kickabout. It is. That's the key thing. I know most people in here um, play football games anyway, but if you don't, £4.19 for the latest version of any football game is is, is cheap. It's cheap. Just for Volta. Um, just for Volta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> next... Uh, for those who missed out on the first part of the story, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition is just 9 99 uh, This version of the game includes the Frozen Wilds DLC, so that covers everything you need to be ready for the PS5 exclusive Horizon Vid Min uh, Forbidden West when it arrives in 2021. Um, and that's like 40 hours of gameplay as well, uh, not including the F Forbidden West stuff. Uh, so probably 50 to 60 hours, maybe. So mm -hmm. 
yeah, bargain. Uh, lastly, I want to point out that uh, Days Gone is thirteen nineteen, so thirteen pounds and nineteen pence. That's the cheapest it's ever been on the PSN store. Though that price is only available to PS Plus subscribers, it's sixteen pounds for everyone else. It may be considered shallow and generic as far as open world games go, but I'm sure some of you have been waiting for it to be this cheap just to give it a try. See, I've I've heard a lot of this. I've heard a lot of people mm -hmm. saying Days Gone is shallow and generic, all that kind of thing. But I've also heard more people saying um that's what a lot of people say when they haven't played it when you when when you do play yeah. it it's still a very very good game um so for 13 pound 19 uh there you go fill your filly boots uh remember as with other psn store offers you can actually save a little more money on top uh if you top up your psn wallet from shop to first and use those funds to buy games for example you can get a 10 pound psn credit for eight pounds 85 a shop to and then use that to pick up horizon zero dawn it's not much but an extra quid saving isn't too bad exactly when it's when it's when it's 10 quid and you can save one pound 15 pence you're saving yourself over 10%, a 10% discount on top of a game that's already discounted, yes please. Um, so I've dropped a few more standout offers from the PSN Essential uh, Picks sale below if you don't want to browse through the full list. All the same, there are, around, uh, there are only around 100 games and DLC reduced in total though, so if you, it shouldn't take you too long to flick through it all. So The Last of Us Part 2 is 44 so still pretty highly priced. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, £15.39. GTA 5 Premium Edition, 12 59 God of War, 11 Dreams is 26 24 uh, Watch Dogs is a tenner. Death Stranding, 23 Hitman 2, the gold edition for 20 quid. Sleeping Dogs is £3.74. Oh, my God. That that for me, uh, sorry to cut you up, that for me, if you haven't played Sleeping Dogs, please, please play it. That Out of all them games there, obviously I've not played The Last of Us uh, Part 2 yet, but Sleeping Dogs is the standout game for me in all of that, even, even more so than Batman, even more so, and that's saying a lot. Um... Batman, as Bibbs has just mentioned, is 14 quid. Bioshock, £11.24. And Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, Digital Deluxe Edition, £5.24. So it's it's not even a quid per word in the title. Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, Digital Deluxe Edition for £5. Bagging! Uh, yeah, please, please, please play Sleeping Dogs for anyone who's not played it. No joke, Samantha's actual favourite game ever, Sleeping Dogs. Behind, cl closely followed by L.A. Noir. Um, but Sleeping Dogs, oh my god, what a game. What a game. Yeah, that's one of the many, many games that I haven't played. Um, Eleanor I have played, didn't finish, um, but Sleeping Dogs I have never played. Just not because I didn't want to, just one of the, another one of those games where life yeah. and work got in the way kind of thing. Um, well, I'm sure I picked it up for like £5 and it had a few extra bits on, because I completed it on the on the Xbox 360 Many, 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 many years ago, uh, but I loved it that much. I picked it up again on PlayStation Four. Then Samantha saw me playing it, and she went, "I want to start this game." So then she finished it in about three days, just playing it constantly, like all day for the three days. She absolutely adored it. Uh, three pounds seventy-four, absolute bargain if you're interested. Um, jumping back into the chat, uh, Horizon Ultimate Edition for thirteen pound is a steal. Super game. That's one that I did start, um, enjoyed like the first couple of hours, but then. I was, doing, I was playing something else at the same time and I finished the something else and then I think Pez came out so then I spent ages like fiddling with option files and it just kind of like when you when you when something's not as fresh you're like oh I've got to jump back in and I've got to figure out the controls try to remember where I was and so yeah uh, Horizon I started but didn't, didn't finish I do have it I will play through it at some point um Starring Drake says, I, I didn't play it. Uh, I didn't even play it, and I enjoyed watching uh, Jesse Cox play it. Asim says, Days Gone is a proper underrated game. Averaged around 7 out of 10, but it is actually much better than that. Um, 
most reviewers, no disrespect, got a bit snobby with reviewers because it wasn't Shakespeare and had zombies. I, I, I got a lot of that as well in terms of I got what, that feeling. from what I'd seen. I mean, they marketed it really well. I mean, I keep, I always go back to the, I think it was like E3 2016, 17, 15, not 15, 16, 17, maybe 18. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, trailer where it was like, <laughs> sometime in the last 2000 years, the trailer came out. Um, but it was <laughs> basically a guy being chased by shitloads of zombies. But it's one of those where it's like, basically, you know, the thrill of being chased. It was that kind of thing but just close calls, and then you realise that it's one guy against the bajillion zombies. Um, and it was just really, really well made. Um, and then I, I can see some of the uh, the gameplay and the, like, the build-up and the kind of repetitiveness um, could be... I mean, they call it... Was it shallow, they said, in this? And I could see that being maybe a bit monotonous at times. Um, but yeah, I think people... Just like people are very quick to slap down first-person shooters because it's been done. Zombies has been done. Um, I think people did that quite. They were quick to do that with Days Gone. I don't think they gave it the full. They, yeah. they judged it on what it was. They saw first party exclusive. Well, we know they have to be world class. They have to be eleven out of tens. Um, and zombie games. Well, do you know what? They can't be good. So I just, I just kind of thought they went. Well, it's a zombie game. It's the first party, so it's not going to be the eleven out of ten. Uh, uh, so we'll, yeah, we'll just, we'll just middle of the road it's it's all right but not great um and i felt a lot of people were kind of quick to jump on that sort of like that bandwagon yeah it's, it's all right um but yeah see with go. that with the with uh days gone I, I do fancy playing it at some point um and i don't think for a cheap i'm not gonna find it a cheap press and that anyway but i got serious like did anyone play mad max on the playstation like the playstation 4 the game that came out mad max i thought it was a great game it was very samey same but I, I generally thought it was a good game, open world kind of. Uh, you had to find scrap parts for your car, obviously. So going to bases, taking down people there, finding an exhaust, and then sticking it on your car. That's the that's the vibe that I got from Days Gone. I thought it might have been very similar to that, and I enjoyed Mad Max, which is why I fancied this as well. Um, yeah, I didn't play. Is it this one? Is it this one? Uh, no, I didn't play Mad Max. Um, I was gonna play it at E three. Uh, no, Gamescom. I was gonna play it, but but is it this? I'm trying to find the um. Oh, this is this is it. Uh, the day's gone. Uh, it well, fucking hell. It was 2016. I, I, I was. I got back to 2015. I thought oh, that it can't be that far back, but it but it was 2016. Um, there's the, there was a gameplay trailer at E3 2016. Um, it, the trailer was about 10 minutes long, or something like that. But it's kind of like the last two minutes of it. I'll just put the link in the chat. I won't put the full thing. This is just a link to. IGN on YouTube. Um, so I don't know where, where does it actually start. Oh, okay, maybe it's not. No, it's, it's, no, it's about five minutes long. Or is it maybe even less? More. Yeah, sorry. Okay, links in there. Go from about three minutes ish. I don't know somewhere around there. Three minutes and thirty five seconds. That's when it starts. Basically, you are being chased by an absolute fucking shitload of zombies. Um, and it's like seven minutes of him just running away and trying to fight off this horde. Um, and it was quite intense. That's what sold me on it. Um, and I, I think a lot of people just see, oh, look, crowds of zombies and a guy in a vest. It's the Walking Dead. Oh, great. And we know how that got a bit naff over time. And they just kind of paint it with the same monotonous tried and tested brush without giving it the full the full feel. Um, Mr. Fish says Sleeping Dogs is still one of my uh, favourite PS4 games. Um, yeah. Asim, 
says, Bibbit, come on, let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> Jesus. Darian uh, Drake says, Bog bun? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know what that I don't is I don't the reference is that a reference? I don't know what. <laughs> Pog bun. <laughs> the Warner Brothers Mad Max, uh, yes, was awesome. Yeah. Ha- had the Batman combat too. Yeah, that that one. Mm-hmm. It it was at Gamescom because they had like it was quite a small stand to be fair. Um it was almost like they didn't commit to marketing the game as much as they could have done, uh, because it was obviously the same time as the film or just after. Um but they had like a mock-up of his car, which I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And it wasn't even a full car. They just like printed some like big plastic version of the car kind of thing. I think that was then at EGX after the same year. But yeah, I never played that one. Never played that one. Was it good? Mad Max, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Sim says uh, that link. That's exactly uh, exactly how it is in the game when you encounter hordes, tense as fuck. That's kind of what you want from zombie stuff. I mean, yeah, you want it to be tense. You've got a hundred thousand mouths trying to eat you. That's kind of what you want it to feel like at any point in time. Uh, not, not, not the soap opera drama stuff that you get in The Walking Dead now. Um, but yeah, you kind of want that, that, that terror. Um, and I think a lot of people are quick to just, just mark that off because it has been done before in video games uh, and in film and TV. Um, people are quick to just mark that down as ah, oh, more of the same. But if it if it makes you feel something, then it's not more of the same. It's it's another version of it. It's it's good. It's good. Anyway, let's move ahead. Speaking of another versions of something, uh, Mafia has another version of its original game coming. Uh, as we can see in this article by Steph Nunliff of EG Twenty Four Seven, Mafia Definitive Edition trailer showcases the city of Lost. Heaven. Uh, this new Mafia de- Definitive Edition trailer showcases the game set in Lost Heaven, a prohibition era Midwestern city. In Mafia Definitive Edition, you live the life of a gangster named Tommy Angelo uh, and go on a journey through Lost Heaven's criminal underworld. Mafia Definitive Edition is a built from the ground up remake of the original Mafia and it releases on September 25th. So that's Friday in a few weeks. Uh, the remake features. Hey, an- hey. Huh? Payday. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, boy. Uh, <laughs> the remake features an up- updated script with new dialogue, expanded backstories, and additional cutscenes. You will also find new gameplay sequences and features, cinematics, a re-recorded orchestral score, and other enhancements. Mafia Definitive Edition is part of the Mafia Trilogy, which includes Mafia 2 Definitive Edition and Mafia 3 Definitive Edition. Purchasing Mafia Trilogy digitally will provide you access to both games immediately. Uh, you'll also be able to download Mafia Definitive Edition as soon as it becomes available on September the 25th. All three games are available for purchase individually as well. All three games plus full trilogy will be available on PS4, Xbox One, Steam, and the Epic Game Store. If you already have a copy of Mafia 2 or Mafia 3 on Steam, they will be automatically upgraded to the Definitive Editions free of charge. If you have them on PS4 or Xbox One, only Mafia 3 will be upgraded. Have you seen the trailer for this? I have. I have. Do you know what? I haven't. Um, I did like Asim's tweet for it. Asim should be my last search. There we go. Um, so this, I um, haven't watched it because I knew that we were going to have it on the news today, so uh, on the scoop today, so I wanted to watch it along live with everyone else. Uh, let me actually, let me put the discussing now up just so it's a little bit different for YouTube, although we're probably going to get strikes for it because you know what YouTube's like. Uh uh, mafia! Exclamation mark is the discussion now. Boom. Okay. 
Going to hit play on this. It's only 46 seconds long, so it's not too bad for something to watch along on the stream. Volume's good. I got a growing business here. We could use a guy like you to help out. Welcome to the family. That looks badass. Just going to play again. Um, video quality, it does look much better than that, by the way. That was a Twitter video, so, you know. <laughs> Twitter likes to kill videos just because just because Twitter be Twittering. Um, Bib, Mafia mm. Definitive Edition. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, uh, well, I already have the third one, uh, and I'm sure I've got the other two somewhere on here. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try and dig them out, but... Uh... Yeah, I could be here a while. Um, but yeah, the, the I love the Mafia games. I'm going to be buying this on payday anyway because Samantha really, really wants this. And I don't think she would want to play it on the older console. So, I, I mean, having the definitive edition on the PlayStation 4 is probably the the, the only way to be able to play this now. So, um, yeah, I, I absolutely will be getting this. It's, I love games like this. I love the these type of eras. Like, uh, I've got... This is actually one that Mr. Pick gave me. He doesn't have it. Um, very similar things like Scarface uh, and The Godfather that was on the Xbox 360. These type these type of time periods, I absolutely adore them. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to sink my teeth into this one. It looks stunning. It looks absolutely stunning. I love the fact that my my initial reaction um, on hearing the definitive edition, Mafia is a game a series that I've never played um, until obviously recently. You guys have been joining us on streams, which has been nice. <coughs> Mafia series is a series I've not touched um similar with many many series you'll find i say it all the time yeah it's a game that i just just never got around to playing uh, and it was when i saw the mafia mafia 3 stand at gamescom 2015 16 17 somewhere whenever it was um and i was like oh i need to try that game I need to try that game I need to try it but then i fall back into the game day plan of i have to play them in number sequential order i, I cannot play two until i played one uh, and, and I, I wouldn't play three because i've not played two and it was on old consoles yeah. and i don't want to do watch alongs and and then never uh got round to any of it um anyway the definitive edition came along and even then i was sat there going do you know what i'm not gonna play it i'm gonna wait till september and i'm gonna play mafia one before i play mafia two and three and then realizing that actually mafia one's gonna just look a step up i don't want to go to like something that looks better uh, to then something that doesn't look as good, um, even though they kind of follow order, even though they don't follow on as such, they do follow on numerically. Um, and I'm, I'm told there is references uh, as you go on that kind of give you the, ah, I see what you're doing there. Um, but playing two after, uh, playing two before number one doesn't necessarily matter as such. Anyway, so I jumped, jumped into playing two. Uh, and Mafia 2 and Mafia 3 have been, remastered and you can tell playing through mafia 2 on pc um with danielle the game is incredible in terms of it's 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 an old game but it looks like fresh it looks like current something that could come out now and you could quite happily play that on a ps4 that's one of my greatest bugbears i'm a snob 
when it comes to technology. If something looks and plays old, I don't want to play it. It's like, well, well, I've got 4K, 1080p, 60fps, whatever. A 1080p, 60-ish? Give me that. Yeah, nice. All the polygons, all the resolutions, and the ray tracing and things. I'm not really bothered what it's got in it, as long as it looks good and plays good. And I was kind of... I went in with my natural hang-ups of them. I'm not sure about my Mafia 2. Mafia 3 is probably going to look and play better because obviously it's newer. Mafia 2, maybe not. Anyway, Mafia 2 is absolutely knocking out of the park. And then forgetting how good it looks, um, how fucking good it sounds. The soundtrack on Mafia 2 is fucking incredible. I mean, some absolute bangers on that. Um, but yeah, anyway, that looks really good. Now you fast forward to uh, Mafia, the, the original Definitive Edition, uh, and that just looks incredible. Obviously, the difference there is remastered versus remake. And this just looks insane. I'm going to put it back on screen while we're talking, just so that people can watch the visuals again. One once Twitter buffers. Uh, but yeah, it looks it looks insane. Uh, there we go. Twitter's buffered in. So this, um, if you do a Google, we won't do it for you. Uh, but if you do a Google, you can see Mafia side by side, the original version and the definitive edition, and having them side by side. Um, and you can definitely tell the difference. I mean, not that you wouldn't be able to, but I mean, like, what? I don't even mean that in terms of, oh, which one's which? I mean, like, it's absolute night and day. One of them looks like a low polygon video game, and one of them looks like it could be a four TV kind of like animated movie kind of thing. Uh, which, yeah, it looks insane. Obviously, um, this is a mixture of gameplay and cutscenes uh, and so on, but it looks badass. It does look badass. Um. Mr. T says, oh, hello. <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. Uh, speaking of Mafia as well, um, not guaranteed yet, but we might be on the Twitch front page playing Mafia uh, on the 25th. Uh, need to get that one confirmed, but that, that could be a plan. I mean, we will definitely be playing it on release date on the 25th, just confirming whether we will actually be on the Twitch front page playing that as well. So if you do want to play Mafia, if you've already played Mafia and you're not getting the game, but you do want to uh, have a journey through it then feel free to join us on friday the 25th and um, think the plan is is um we will do the normal friday so have the scoop uh, and masters of the league but then after that um i will jump into uh mafia from around two ish um but we'll see we'll see maybe even four ish we'll see how things go but on the 25th twitch front page potentially uh, if not we'll definitely still play it through so if you want to jump in with us then do that do that um, David says, I don't know why, but it reminded me of the Tom Hanks film, Road to Perdition. I haven't seen it, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Lake, good morning, dude. Mafia. What do you, have, have you got the definitive edition? What do you think? Have you tried it? Did you play the original? And if you did, what do you think of the uh, the differences between the two? I mean, I've had... Um, I mean, Lake... Oh, was it Lake? Was it? No, it might be, I think it was Pez Luke. Or was it Lake? I can't remember. I don't know if it was either Pez Luke or Lake. It was It was one of the... It was Luke or Lake. It was four letters, began with a K, had a, 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 a began with an L, had a K and an E in it, but I can't remember if it's Luke or Lake. Um, but one of you, I think it was Pez Luke actually, was, was joining us as we played through the last stream and basically just got, yeah, this game's class. Um, and, and yeah, it's good to see people that have played the originals and have strong feelings about them and seeing how much they enjoy playing through the remakes as well. The good thing about remastered and remade games like that is you can play through that on stream and have your community go through it with you and not have to worry about giving them the spoilers because they played it 10 years ago, so they're not bothered. Yay! <laughs> uh, Lake says, I have played the original, though, like a million times. Nice. Nice. Um, 
second. Uh... Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, anyway, that is it for us. Mafia Definitive Edition does come out on the 25th of... Uh, September, if you want to get involved. Some nice breaking news. Who says that's it? Okay, that isn't it from us. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Um, Blake says, also waiting uh, to see if Mafia hits the Game Pass. If not, I will buy it. Um, it's not It's not a bad chat. It's not a bad chat. It's not a bad chat. Um, I mean, just, just tap up Tassim and Via Noted in this release. Although he probably won't say. He's not going to say don't buy it because, obviously, <laughs> sales targets, obviously. Um... So next news, this is the bit from Asim. So let me just get rid of the discussion now. We'll go to the link. Ooh. So Witcher Game, which is the Twitter account for The Witcher. Oh, Graham's got 14 notifications. It's a busy morning. <laughs> so at Witcher 3 says, The Witcher is coming to the next generation. A visually and technically enhanced version of the game uh, will be available for uh, for purchase for PC and next-gen consoles, and as a free update for owners of the game on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. I just want to confirm, I don't think I said it, The Witcher 3 is coming to the next generation. So that's a visually and technically enhanced version of the game. will be available for purchase on PC and next-gen consoles, and will be a free upgrade for those that own it on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Uh, more on the link, which I'm assuming will take us through to a CD Projekt Red website, but it kind of says it all. Nice. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what you want. I mean, you, you expect if there's a company that, that can do that right now, um, it will be CD Projekt. Uh, CD Projekt Red, absolutely. I mean, I think they are now the highest earning games developer in Europe. Um, obviously, I think they usurped Ubisoft recently. Another is second, but then I think they jumped in front of them. So, so they, they definitely have financial backing with the success of The Witcher, with the success of Gwent, with the success of The Witcher on Netflix, and now obviously the hype and. Uh, you have to assume success of um, Cyberpunk coming. They definitely have the ability to, to develop more games, but also offer them as loss leaders for marketing terms. So a loss leader is basically when you essentially give money away um, it, with the hope of earning money again. Um, and obviously having that as a free upgrade is a loss leader. The free upgrade then is there will no doubt be a Witcher 4 at some point soon. Um so if the Witcher 4 comes by giving everyone a free upgrade on the on the next-gen console, oh, I can play and enjoy the Witcher on my PS5. I might as well buy the PS4 on my PS5. Makes absolute sense. And there's a lot of people like me who haven't uh, ever bought the Witcher 3. Um, that's a good it's a good option for me to do that too. Thoughts, babe? Yeah, I have it on uh, PlayStation and PC. So that's going to be a nice little surprise when it, when it drops, having upgraded visuals and stuff like that. I've not finished The Witcher 3 on either of those. Um, so it's a nice little incentive as well. I mean, GG again, though. I mean, I'm saying... When I say it, it's no surprise that CD Projekt Red can be a company that can absorb that upgrade. Uh, so the loss leader, you lose. That's the point of a loss leader. You do lose money. Uh, in the short term... You, you lose to recoup it later on. You, you speculate to accumulate. Uh, not every company can can speculate at that level. But just because CD Projekt Red can doesn't mean that we should take it for granted. The fact that they can speculate and they are speculating rather than just keeping the cash in their pocket is still a big move. So GG's to CD Projekt Red for allowing anyone that has a copy of, of, of The Witcher and if you like Asim, who has it on all platforms, you will get about 7 bajillion <laughs> upgraded versions of the game to play on the next gen. Yay! So, yeah, if you want Witcher... Uh, sorry, hmm? go on. No, I was just going to say, if you want Witcher 3, then then you all get an upgrade. But what were you saying? Uh, do you reckon this is all going to be... Uh, they're expecting higher sales of 
this game when the season two comes out of The Witcher? Um, I expect I so. Shit ton more of this, but the people probably wasn't interested in The Witcher until they watched the Netflix series. Yeah, they. I mean, a lot of people were interested. I'm not, not, not. That's not what you were saying. Um, but a lot of people were interested. But a lot of people, it did pass by, and then it started winning uh, awards at the um the Golden Joysticks and Anco and winning uh, Best of Year titles and stuff like that. So more people started to pay attention. So it sold even better. Um, and then. Obviously, still a lot of people didn't uh, didn't know of it, and then it came to Netflix and it put it into the hands of more people. So even more people have sold it, uh, bought into it. Uh, so it's done exceptionally well. Um, but yeah, season two and it being on the next gen uh, and all of that will just add to it. So this will be a massive selling uh, game by the point uh, by that point. I imagine if you haven't got it now, uh, um, you'll you'll probably all have it by the time uh, season two comes along. If not. The Witcher Four will be an absolute. It's, I imagine that's going to be a, like a must-have purchase. The thing, the thing with with numbered games is you kind of guaranteed sales from people that have played the, the ones before, but you're not guaranteed sales from people that haven't. However, if if they call if they do a Horizon Zero Dawn, um, and don't call it Horizon Zero Dawn Two, but call it Horizon Forbidden West, it sounds like a different series. So anyone's bought Zero Dawn can buy into it by calling it Forbidden West. You're not ensuring people like me who you know i have to play one two and three before i can play four um yeah. um call it like the witcher rather than the Witcher or the witcher three wild hunt just call it the witcher wild hunt for number four or whatever not that they'd use wild hunt again but just having the name afterwards could allow people to just purchase uh, purchase and jump straight into it there but yeah the witcher four will be massive if, you, if you're a youtuber or content uh content creator just thinking i want to jump into content creation and i want to work with a brand so like you get certain brands that like um charlie intel or cod intel or fortnite intel where, where people create a channel based on a game that's going to be massive and they want to be the the one resource be that for for the witcher because start that now and by, i guarantee by the time witcher 4 comes your channel will be massive because everyone will want all the news and you get yourself a buy-in there you go plan sorted i've got you got you there you go Graham Marketing Games One Hundred and One, pow. <laughs> um, uh, they've more. Uh, they've made more than enough year. Uh, uh, they've made more than enough years after uh, from The Witcher Three, thanks to the Netflix series. So can easily do this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, never played Witcher yet, so I will uh, for sure wait until next gen. Then says Lake. Do you know? What? I think I'm probably going to do the same. Um, Asim says, "Incredible game. Jealous of anyone who plays it for the first time, especially on the new console." Me, <laughs> me, me and Lake. We'll let you know how we get on with it. We'll let you know. Um, but yeah, anyway, for the second time, let's wrap things up, unless any more news breaks in the meantime. But that is big news. I mean, once again, GG to CD Projekt Red offering a free upgrade. They don't have to do that. The fact that they have done it is big. It's big. We like to see it. like to see it. Things you love to see. Anyway, speaking about things you love to see, PES Master League, our Masters of the League, which is a, a modded PES Master League, on PC, will be following this in just a few. So we are going to finish up. We will go offline, but we'll come straight back on with our Master League content. So if you want to see some Friday football content, stick around here at twitch.tv forward slash ice cream upwards and we can take you through our journey the last episode saw us having uh competitions uh, taking place in competitions on all fronts europe with the champions league at home domestically in the league and then finishing up with an fa cup fixture so all over the place uh so feel free to join us for that but before we jump into any of that content or anything else babe is there anything mm -hmm. you want to add Yes, absolutely. If you do see any video game news that's knocking around the social media platform of your choice, then do feel free to hit us up over on Twitter. It's at Ice Cream Upload across all major social media platforms. Also, if you are also uh, if you are on Discord, then please. 
join our Discord. If you are a subscriber, we absolutely entice you to do so. You are up for a giveaway win on Monday. And it's, believe it or not, it's one of these hats. Or, Granny, are you wearing a hat? No, you're not. No. Uh, baseball cap or a blue Dodgers style one too, I believe. I don't know what yeah. Dodgers that looks like. Um, but but all for, one of these three will be yours. If you are a subscriber, please join our Discord. Make sure that your Twitch is hooked up to your Discord. Um, it's only available to those who subscribe to us. You look after us, so in true asking fashion, we'll look after you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's available from Monday. But, Mr. Graham Day, speaking of Monday, it's going to be our last day. Well, we need to speak about that away from everything. But today is our last Masters of the League. Uh, for this week and then Monday maybe the last master league for that week as well. Yeah, we may um obviously COVID and lockdown ended and stuff, we are starting to go back into the office studio. Uh so in doing that we need to get all timetables and stuff um agreed and sorted. So we may only have one episode of Master of the League next week, which is even more incentive to stick around for today's episode and be around for Monday's episode because if it's not gonna be around for a couple of days, then God. Um so yeah, we will we will let you know on that next week as we get everything finalised. So Brace yourselves, there may only be one episode next week. Um, but if there is, then we'll still have other content on the channel as well in its place. Just need to figure things out. Uh, what time is our next episode of The Scoop going live, Graham? The next episode of The Scoop? Well, that'll be on Monday, babe. Um, just like every other day on, on Twitch.tv forward slash Ice Cream of Clubs, we will be going live at 10 a.m. Ish. 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 Closer today. It's cl much closer to 10 a.m. today. Yeah, within 10 minutes. Woo! Tasty. Oh. Uh, but anyway, we are going to wrap things up. Thank you very much, everyone that's joined us in the stream. Mr. Tharian Drake for the uh, raid. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And Robbo's City. I did see that. And I keep seeing follows come in when we're in mid-article thinking, I'll call them out afterwards and then forgetting. So 35 minutes ago, I do appreciate the follow uh, back then. Um, and everyone else that's been in, uh, joined in the conversation, dropped links. Mr. T, I see you. Uh, thank you very much for the uh, support. And, and that's it. Oh, what, what? Thanks for the bits. Oh, yeah. 500 bits of legendary stuff. Yeah, forgot that one. Forgot that one. Merriman for the follow and yeah, Mike for the uh, 500 craigasm bits. He craigasmed all over Bibby in the chat. That's what we like to see. Well, that's what I don't know. Terms of service and that. I don't know. Maybe. maybe yeah. Anyway, that's it. Back in about 15 ish uh, with Masters of the League. So we'll see you then. Until then, have yourselves a fantastic Friday. Enjoy your weekend if we don't see you before. Until then. Stay, stay frosty. frosty.